Stories and Lessons. My name is Amy Ebert. I'm your host for today's podcast. Welcome back to the series on all things boundaries. Have you ever encountered certain individuals who subtly or not so subtly try to influence your thoughts and manipulate you for their own benefit, despite wanting to appear as though they have the group's best interest at heart? Having principles and boundaries in place will give you the advantage to navigate these situations effectively. In today's episode, I'll recommend books to help you discover principles, set boundaries, and live by them. While there are many great books out there, I'll focus on two that I have personally read. These books provide useful tips, strategies, and near blueprints for living a life of personal responsibility, character, and truth that align with your chosen core values. But first, let's get back to discussing that certain individual I was describing above. This person might be in your workplace. For instance, when you start working in a new organization with a decade of experience, let's say, you might have ambitions to progress further. However, your immediate supervisors may have different plans that aim to limit your aspirations. Here's a childhood example of mine where the exact type of indoctrinating was at play. I was in the first or second grade at the time, and I was always pretty natural at sports. I was fast, aggressive, and competitive, so these things are going to give you a natural edge in the area even if you don't necessarily put a lot of time into it. Side note, when an instructor gives me specific instructions on a process to execute an action to to achieve a desired goal, I'm going to pay attention so I can duplicate the steps to achieve that desired result. Back to the story. I was in PE class one day, and we played hockey for my very first time. The PE teacher described to us the tip-off or the face-off, the process, and the desired end goal, which, of course, is to get the hockey puck in the net. I was one of the two people chosen for the tip-off. Of course, I played to win, so I paid attention to the instructions. The whistle blew. Not only did I win the tip-off, but the hockey puck went straight past all the other players, the goalkeeper, and into the opposing goal. One one point scored, so we go again. We reset the puck for the tip-off. Whistle blows. I hit the puck, puck goes in the net again. We went for the third time, same thing happens. I win the tip off, the puck goes in the net, and as my eyes were raising up from the recently scored puck, I happened to catch a glimpse from my PE teacher's face. This look was not a look of admiration or astonishment, but a look of repugnance and objection. Now, remember, I'm in the first or second grade, six or seven years old, a kid who's never played the game before, so I really had to pay attention, apply focus, and do my best because at that moment, I'm the kid in the arena, the original one of two chosen for demonstrating to everyone else in the class. I don't want to look bad, you know, I want to win. Isn't it the duty of teachers and coaches to want for those they are entrusted with to aspire to be their very best? Well, unfortunately, it doesn't always seem to be the case, though. My Australian friends call it the tall poppy syndrome. At six or seven years old, a young, impressionable child, can you guess whether the teacher's indoctrinating worked? Yup. Suddenly, I felt bad for achieving the goals exactly as I was instructed to do. Don't do anything too well. There are consequences for that. This is the kind of indoctrinating message I'm talking about. Now... You could be thinking, okay, well, maybe she just has something against teachers. Not the case. 100% not the case. 
I also had an honors English teacher in high school who said on our very first day of class, I expect all of you to be as good as I am. <laughs> that was frightening and exhilarating all at the same time. I still remember that to this day also, and definitely prefer those types of standards where any feedback is intended for growth. Okay, on to the books. Principles by Billionaire Ray Dalio is a deep dive into choosing your own principles and the history behind how he developed his and his methods for continuing to evolve. Here are some of the beautiful nuggets from the book. Again, it's a book on principles, so basically it's, you know, a lot of principles, right? So one is the principle of radical transparency. Ray Dalio emphasizes the importance of creating a culture of radical transparency within organizations. Now, of course, he is maybe just talking about businesses, but organization can be your home, right? Radical, and radical is meant to be, radical as in extreme or drastic. Look up that word in the dictionary. It's extreme or drastic. Radical transparency. He believes that open and honest communication where everyone feels comfortable expressing their thoughts and decisions leads to better decision-making and overall success. This is in a, in, a, in a time also when people, for the most part, are thinking, you know, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I don't want to say that. If your intention is to hurt somebody's feelings, then, okay, that's wrong. But if the intention is, you know what, I have a better idea. I think this might help. Let's improve things. Then you should be in an environment where it's that's that's encouraged that's encouraged that's basically what he's saying it's like this principle of radical transparency is something where you should be encouraged to bring your best ideas to the table another one is principle of thoughtful disagreement now it's a principle right which is a rule or standard you know that's a principle is is a is a rule or a standard so this is thoughtful disagreement, not thoughtful agreement, not just agreement. It's disagreement and disagreement is encouraged, right? He's encouraging individuals to embrace disagreement and actively seek out, actively seek out differing viewpoints. He believes that diverse perspectives, perspectives can lead to more robust and well-rounded decisions by fostering a culture that values thoughtful disagreement Dalio believes that organizations can avoid groupthink and make better choices. And I'm sure all of us, I definitely have been in environments, too many of them, where there's a groupthink. And you might be the one that has some alternate point of view. And people are like, what? How dare you? You know, you are not supposed to think differently than we are. Oh, that's painful, frankly. But I uh, also... A lot of the best leaders might even have a deliberate devil's advocate on the team to intentionally avoid groupthink. Kind of one of the reasons why we might have the First Amendment, right? Okay. All right. This third one, this third principle that I'm going to mention, I absolutely love, 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 love. Now, I love them all. I love these principles. Okay, but this one is oh, such a goodie. Any of you who have children that are in competitive sports and, and your children are usually one of the more adept ones in this area, you are going to love it. <laughs> uh, or if you're working in an organization 
and you're doing the bulk of the work. Or if you are you always one of those people that's on the team and you're always one of those main people on the team and you got the, you know everybody's getting the group the group grade. This one right here is principle of meritocracy. Dalio promotes the idea of creating a meritocratic environment where individuals are promoted based on their abilities and performance rather than factors like seniority or politics. Okay, which what sounds more fun to you? A, a, a place where you are going to keep the more you do, the better your environment is or one where no, nope, sorry, you don't get you don't get the bonus, you don't get the 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 advancement. We're going to do to the guy that's here already that's, you know, doesn't show up as much as you do or doesn't do what you do. Now that sounds boring, right? Seniority in politics sounds very very boring. It's not based on anything exhilarating at, like at all. Okay. So, he highlights the importance of giving people opportunities based on their merits and allowing them to take on responsibilities that align with their strengths. That also would mean you have to be smart enough to be able to see people's strengths and care about it and put them in the right positions, right? So according to Dalio, this approach fosters a high-performing culture and encourages individuals to continuously improve and strive for excellence. Now, why would we not want an environment where we're encouraging individuals to continuously improve and strive for excellence? I don't know. Again, it's one of those, if you listen to any of my other uh, previous episodes where it's like they have an alternate agenda, these people, right? It's definitely not for everybody to continuously improve and strive for excellence. So that's it on, for now, anyways, on principles. Another great resource is Boundaries by Drs. Henry Cloud and John Townsend. These authors lay a strong biblical foundation for developing healthy boundaries by providing various biblical passages such as Proverbs 4.23, stating, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. This verse emphasizes the importance of setting boundaries to protect oneself and make wise decisions. Hmm, those seem like important things to do, right? Boundaries guides people to increase self-awareness, set limits, and improve relationships by taking control of our own lives through fostering healthier communication. Who'd have thought? By actually having boundaries, we're going to have more advanced, higher level communication, right? Fantastic. The book includes biblical principles, verses, current stories, and people's exact experiences and processes that can assist you in creating what you need to set self-respecting and responsible boundaries to live your best life and encourage your family and others to live and lead their best lives as well. This book takes a deeper look into forgiveness. Many of us get confused about forgiveness, like we're supposed to just forgive people and let them behave however they want in our lives. This is not the case. Forgiveness is one thing, and an agreement on how the relationship will proceed with healthy boundaries is quite another. Cloud emphasizes the importance of being able to say no to people and situations that violates one's personal values, beliefs, and well-being. He helps readers understand the difference between taking responsibility for oneself and taking responsibility for others, highlighting the importance of not enabling or rescuing others from the consequences of their own choices. He provides tactical guidance on how to identify and address 
toxic relationships, set limits with manipulative or controlling individuals, or heal from past hurts or traumas. I'm sharing these two gem books with you because unfortunately most of us just don't even, even know to take the time to really choose for ourselves what matters. And that is something where you have to set aside that time and really come up with proper planning. These books help to let you know, um, you know, just how to do it really. And or situations in there where people have done it for themselves. And it's, it's not an easy thing, but it's definitely freeing. There's such a strong force of indoctrination occurring at all levels and everywhere we go that many of the people who are participating in the indoctrinating often aren't even necessarily conscious of it either. Here's a fun fact about establishing your own principles and setting boundaries. As you develop stronger communication skills, some people, a lot of people, really, are more likely to, to respect those parameters while others are so far behind you, you're just, you're really simply better off just walking away. These two books, Principles and Boundaries, can provide for you a guided path to know when that might be your best recourse. I mean, I really, I really could do an entire series on each book, right? But you might as well just read them for yourself. <laughs> It'll be way more impactful. And who knows, maybe one day I will do a whole series on each book. We'll see. We'll see what everybody wants. But We've put, for now, we've put affiliate links in the notes section because these are definitely books that you will want to buy and keep for reference. My caveat regarding books. Any books I share today or otherwise are not endorsements of every aspect of the writer or persons named in a book. It just means I got value and I want to share that with you in the hopes that you get value too. Having said that, if you haven't done so already, we are gathering an interest list for Level Up Goal, our accountability program designed to support you in achieving your next goal. I'm really looking forward to it. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Here's how you can get on the list. Go to levelupgoal.com or click on the link in the description that takes you to the website where you can sign up to get on the list and be a part of the coolest crew in town. Get in early because we will need to cap the amount of enrollment opportunities available, of course. For more stories and lessons, check out some of my other episodes in the series. Thank you for showing up and be well.